Eduardo Perez, Visa's Senior Vice President of Payment System Risk, who also will be Information Security Media Group's keynote speaker at its San Francisco Fraud Summit in September, says recent POS attacks waged against smaller merchants are cause for concern. Here, Perez discusses what Visa is doing to help merchants, especially smaller merchants, shore up security. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So, Eduardo, as I mentioned, you're going to be the keynote presenter at the San Francisco Fraud Summit in September. What are some of the high points that you expect to hit during your presentation there? So, Tracy, thank you again for having me on your podcast and for inviting me to speak at your upcoming Fraud Summit in September here in San Francisco. Uh, Among the topics that I'll cover during my presentation is a focus on how we're continuing to maintain security and trust in payments and how our efforts are helping to maintain low fraud rates despite some of the events and compromises that we see that are directed at the payment system. In particular, some of the topics that I'll cover include our migration to adopt technologies that promote the use of dynamic authentication and uh, the generation of a unique uh, code that will be generated by some of these technologies, particularly EMD chip, that will help make those transactions unique and will make the data uh, useless in the event that it is compromised. Other technologies that we're also promoting that help to devalue the data are tokenization that we're using in new solutions, particularly for mobile payments. And then we'll also cover end-to-end encryption and how we're promoting that to protect and devalue any residual data that may be flowing through the payment system. I'll also focus time on how we're also augmenting those industry standards and solutions with network solutions and promoting our uh, solutions like a real-time fraud monitoring and scoring of transactions that allow parties in the system to mitigate residual fraud, and then other technologies like transaction alerts that allow and empower consumers to take action when they notice an unusual transaction that has taken place. And again, I wanted to emphasize that all of these technologies together that I'll be speaking about and how we use them to mitigate and manage fraud and to maintain relatively low fraud rates in the payment system. So I'm looking forward to speaking at the Fraud Summit and to seeing you and your colleagues and attendees there. Yes, thanks, Eduardo, and we're looking forward to having you there as well. I want to talk briefly about some third-party risks that we've been writing about in the news of late, and I know you can't speak about any specific breaches, but the recent breach of SSA, a Denver-based managed service provider that had its payment system compromised, has really gotten quite a bit of attention. How is Visa helping merchants address third-party risks? So, Tracy, we're taking a number of actions to help merchants mitigate the potential of being breached. We've been working with our partners and our acquirers in the industry, along with other industry groups, to alert them of the common deficiencies or vulnerabilities that hackers and organized crime is looking to take advantage of. We've recently partnered with FSISAC, the U.S. Secret Service, the Retail Cyber Intelligence Sharing Center, to produce an alert that specifically is targeted at helping small merchants to secure their uh, card payment systems from the risks of remote access in particular. One of the key vulnerabilities that we've noted is that a number of the attacks that are occurring today, and particularly those that are perpetuated against small merchants that tend to use agents and point-of-sale integrators and resellers, is that cyber hackers have been targeting POS resellers recently to gain access to merchant systems 
typically through weak remote access controls, including weak passwords or the use of default passwords that can be compromised and or shared passwords that sometimes are used by these integrators and resellers to gain access into merchant systems to provide support in case they have any malfunction of their system or any issues with their system. But unfortunately, if those POS resellers have information to gain access into their merchants' POS systems, that information can be potentially compromised, including their username and passwords, to gain access into those merchant systems. So we've definitely partnered with a number of industry organizations to communicate and alert them to the types of risks that we're seeing perpetuated in the marketplace by organized criminals and hackers and the things that they need to do to mitigate that risk of a potential compromise through particularly insecure remote access into their system and into their POS environments. Yes, I'm glad that you mentioned the FSI SAC alert that you worked on with the FSI SAC and law enforcement. And of course, the main focus of this alert was remote access attacks and smaller merchants seem to be the focus there. Are you saying, Eduardo, then that smaller merchants are at greater risk because they often do rely on some of these POS service providers and or resellers more so than larger merchants? Well, Tracy, really in today's environment, organized crime and hackers are looking to compromise any number of organizations that they perceive may maintain sensitive or valuable data. But to your point, we do see that uh, smaller merchants tend to rely on agents and resellers to a greater extent, and as a result, they may be susceptible to some of the vulnerabilities that their agent or their reseller has that they've not addressed that may make them vulnerable to potentially being compromised. And so, yes, particularly small merchants need to remain vigilant and ensure that their point of sale integrator or reseller or support agent has met a high standard of, uh, of protecting their system so they can gain greater confidence that they're not going to be potentially affected by an agent of theirs that has not properly secured or adopted proper security practices. So one of the key messages that we've been communicating to the marketplace is that small merchants in particular, but all merchants that are using point-of-sale integrators and resellers should ensure that their integrator or reseller has gone through the uh, qualified integrator reseller program that the PCI Security Standards Council manages and that they should have been certified under that program and that they should be listed under the council's website to ensure that they've met that high standard of protecting themselves from the possibility of being compromised and or protecting their information that can be potentially used to gain access into one of the merchants that they support. And your listeners can get information about the Council's Qualified Integrator and Reseller Program on their website at PCISecuritystandards.org. They have a list there of qualified integrators and resellers that have gone through their security training and that have been qualified and that entities that go there, particularly merchants, can validate whether or not their POS integrator has uh, been certified and listed on the Council's list. So the number one action that merchants can take is to ensure that their POS integrator is listed on the council's website. Yes, great point, Eduardo, and thank you for bringing that up. Could you talk a little bit about how Visa is helping with some of these point-of-sale breach investigations, and what are some of the trends that you're seeing? 
So yes, we investigate breaches when they occur that involve cardholder data. The first step that we focus on is investigating findings and ensuring that we're able to identify potentially compromised accounts and providing that information to affected issuers so that they can properly and quickly identify those accounts and can monitor them or potentially reissue the accounts if there's been some confirmation that those accounts may have been exposed. And then we work with the potentially affected POS reseller and their merchants to ensure that they've properly taken steps to mitigate the event, typically by identifying any potential malware that's been placed on their systems and expunging that malware, and then obviously by resetting their passwords and invoking and using stronger passwords and unique passwords across the merchants that they support. So we are very focused on helping our acquirers, our merchants, and the POS reseller community to ensure that they take the proper and quick steps to mitigate any potential compromise that they may have suffered, and then also actively communicating with the broader community of POS resellers to ensure, again, that they go through the PCI Security Standards Council's QIR program so that they take proactive steps to mitigate potential future breaches. Eduardo, we've been so focused recently on physical point-of-sale breaches and vulnerabilities. Are there any e-commerce merchant risks that seem to be increasing? Are e-commerce merchants more susceptible to attack than they were, say, five years ago? Well, Tracy, as we move to adopt EMV chip technology in the United States, the perception is is that there's going to be a a shift of fraud to the card not present space. And really, we've at Visa have been working with acquirers and e-commerce merchants for the last decade in helping them ensure that they also are aware of and validate to the PCI Security Standards Council's uh, standards, particularly the data security standard, to ensure that they mitigate any potential vulnerabilities and that they comply and regularly validate against the PCI data security standard to mitigate potential breaches. Our view is that e-commerce merchants, like other merchants, are continually targeted and that good security hygiene will certainly help to mitigate uh, the potential for them to be breached. And as I mentioned, one of the topics or a number of the topics that I plan to cover at the Fraud Summit in September here, we also believe that e-commerce merchants can adopt solutions like tokenization and end-to-end encryption type of solutions that can help them to mitigate the possibility of them being targeted in a breach. So, Eduardo, you've talked about a lot of the technologies and programs that Visa is pushing to address point-of-sale risks. And as you mentioned, we're making this migration to EMV. Can you talk a little bit about how over time EMV will help to reduce exposure and how it can work in tandem with some of these other technologies? Sure. So at the point of sale, we expect that EMV chip technology will be adopted. Many of your listeners should be receiving chip cards from their issuers over the coming months and years, and they should start seeing EMV chip terminals activated at their merchants that they shop at over the coming months and years as well. I've seen a number of the merchants that I shop at now start to activate their terminals and have started to conduct EMV chip transactions. The unique aspect of EMV chip is that it generates a one-time code for each transaction such that it makes that transaction unique and if that information is compromised by hackers or criminals, then they will not be able to reuse that information to conduct counterfeit fraud. And so that same technology and that same standard is also being used in mobile payment solutions, among them like Apple Pay as an example of a solution that invokes both EMV chip technology and tokenization technology that further helps to eliminate data in that instance by 
replacing the primary account number with a tokenized number that we facilitate payment a service uh, that allows for the token to be used for payments. So those are examples of how we're going to see the technology deployed at the point of sale, both in a contact chip form and also to support mobile payments through NFC-capable terminals. And Eduardo, before we close, are there any final thoughts you'd like to share with our audience about some of the technologies that you've discussed or perhaps some of the trends that you expect to see in the near future? Yes, thank you, uh, Tracy. Again, uh, our key message to acquirers and merchants is that they should work with a qualified integrator or reseller that's listed on the PCISecurityStandards.org's website, and that they should ask if their POS provider uh, plans to become a qualified integrator and how they plan to do so, so that they can gain greater confidence that their POS uh, provider is uh, properly protecting themselves and them from the possibility of uh, of a compromise. And furthermore, we want to ensure that all vendors and service providers with access to payment systems adhere to data security requirements and best practices, again, primarily as it relates to PCI compliance and how that continues to be a, a good standard uh, for these entities to meet if they have access to cardholder data, whether that be direct access or indirect access. And we also advise that merchants and acquirers continue to invest in security technologies, such as EMB chip, tokenization, and encryption that will make merchants less attractive targets for hackers. Uh, finally, for more information, because I realize that I've covered quite a bit of information, I'd encourage your listeners to visit the PCISecurityStandards.org website and our own website here at Visa that provides a great deal of valuable information on security best practices and requirements. And uh, your listeners can find that information at Visa.com forward slash CISP. Again, that's Visa.com forward slash CISP as in Cardholder Information Security Program. And thanks again uh, for the opportunity to speak with you and, uh, and with your listeners today, Tracy. Well, Eduardo, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you at the summit in September. I'm looking forward to seeing you at the summit in September as well, and thank you very much for the opportunity to speak with you today and your listeners. Again, we've just heard from Eduardo Perez of Visa. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.